words unsaid, just lonely feelings like the way in my head. Welcome to the Consensus Podcast. Whoop, whoop. Hey. Hello. Um, yes, we are here again and we are going to be talking about manifestos. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and people who comment on mm-hmm. our um, conversation via Twitter and Instagram. Yep. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to John Reed. We mm. see you tweeting us and commenting on what we discussed. So thank you so much. Hi, John. We see you. <laughs> yeah, so keep, um, keep commenting. And if you do want to comment, then please go to our Twitter page, which is at the underscore consensus underscore and use the hashtag, hashtag consensus podcast. And we are also on Instagram as well. So who do we have in the studio today? So you have myself, Aziz Minot, representing the Green Party. And to my right, uh, Tosin Adadaya, representing the Conservatives. Um, Des Ibaquare, representing the Labour Party. Uh, Julia, <clears throat> sorry, Julia, representing the Liberal Democrats. Yeah, so we have a full house today. I'm glad everyone made it. We're going to be talking all things to do with the manifesto this time. Um, but yeah, guys, how are you feeling? Just a quick one. Sorry, I know it's a bit random, but... Tired. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it feels like... It feels like it hasn't been long that the election was called because it really hasn't been. It's only like four weeks or so. Um, but then it also feels like an eternity. Like it just feels really long. Like I'm, I feel like everyone's tired of just hearing the same things over and over again. And I was just saying to you um, before we started recording that I found myself hardly tweeting um, since the election. Usually I'd get involved in you know, manifestos. I'd be putting my views out there because um, that's what I tend to do. But this time I just found myself subconsciously decided not to tweet. And I and I thought about this last night and I think it's definitely to do with the fear of abuse. I just feel like I'm not here for it. Like, mm. I just don't want to spend my time arguing on Twitter for putting out my views. Like, obviously, when someone's engaging with me in an in intelligent discussion and discourse, that's fine. But just someone attacking you all the time. And I think especially as a conservative and being black, you just it's a double whammy and it can be so draining to have to defend your blackness defend your um i don't know right wingness if if that is just right. your viewpoint, like yeah and 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 then on top of that have to it's just it's yeah i just feel like i'm not here for it so i can't wait for the election to be Could over be a, that's you, really sad you know have you um have you guys you know sort of your parties have they sent out you know like guides for staying safe and what to do because obviously with the Lib Dems, they've sent out things to mm. all candidates and party members and activists on the steps they should take to keep themselves safe because of the rise mm. in abuse that people are facing, especially women. Mm. And of course, there's the intersectional part of yeah. being a black woman. Mm. So I've never seen that being sent yeah. before. So That's really sad. We, we, get, we keep getting reminded by it every day. And all the sort of local parties are briefing people on how to keep safe before they go out. That's really good. And this is a testament to where we are at. Yeah. It's sad also. And I think probably the fact that it is winter and a winter election and it's darker sooner and yeah. all of that stuff is just making it a little bit more edgy. A bit. Yeah. But yeah, let us know if there's anything we could do. There's a few people that I messaged um, recently when I've seen, from different political parties actually, when I've seen that they've been abused online. Like, what can we do as a collective and people who want to support? Like, 
us as the consensus podcast we put together the hashtag let her stand campaign and that was trying to get um prospective parliamentary candidates to sign an open letter in solidarity with three things mm. but i think there probably is something else that we I don't know, I just as just, people who, who care about this stuff and don't want to see people abused online, regardless of political affiliation, that we yeah. probably should stand together. In a, yeah, like, and just in, call it out. Like yeah. the other day I saw um, when the, was it, Nadja Farage was giving a statement or something, one of his speeches, I don't think it's a manifesto launch, but something else. And um, a journalist commented that he mentioned Diana but three times when he was talking about Brexit and they, everyone in the audience laughed at her. I just didn't understand that. One, She's not the leader of the Labour Party. Mm. Two, she's not the Brexit spokesperson. Mm. So why have you like singled this one person out? You haven't talked about Jeremy Corbyn. You haven't mentioned Keir Starmer or Emily Thornberry. And I just think that it doesn't matter. I don't need to be a Labour Party supporter to see that that is just injustice and just racist and Mm. just uncalled for. So I think if everyone, a journalist, whoever you are, just when you see it, just call it out as you would any racism. Um, we shouldn't be shy away from speaking our truth. And, you know, it's unacceptable for people to keep doing that. Mm, It's true. It's true. Cool. So um, on that note, we are going to speak about the manifestos, but I think we should probably give a quick definition as to what a manifesto is. Who's going to do that? Everyone's looking around like... Um, I like the way I'm looking at Tessie. Tessie's looking at... <laughs> Do you want to tag team again? All right. And yeah. everyone else can just join in. Okay. I mean, it's as simple as this. It's essentially a piece of document, um, different sizes, that tends to be published before a general election, um, which is essentially a set of policies that a political party believes in and also sort of pledges that they commit to delivering if they are elected to govern. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the simplest, easiest way to do it. But explain it. But each party, we've talked about this before when we talk about party conferences, have their own way of developing their manifestos. Mm -hmm. They're usually costed as well although some of the costumes are questionable for some of the parties mm. and they usually get sort of independent um, think tanks mm, talking yeah. about whether or not this makes sense and fact-checking it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I think you've just said it all. Mm-hmm. It's just a set of policies that the a party promises to um, enact. And when they get into parliament, um, it usually forms like the, the core of their Queen's speech. So whoever is the government... Um, sets out the legislative agenda um, at the start of a new parliament. So this is after a general election and most of what's in the manifesto will make it to that Queen's speech, which means that if the the um, the party has said that they're going to, you know, put forward some bills and acts of parliament, that that will be included in that. So, um, yeah. Which is quite good that you said that as well, because it also means that if what was in the manifesto, whoever mm. is elected to govern, is now in the Queen's speech. And if that bill was going through the House of Commons and the House of Laws, say the House of Laws are making yeah. significant changes to it, that allows the House of Commons or the government of the day to say, actually, we don't have to take in the recommendations of the House of Laws yeah, because this is the based on the man, you know the mandate on which we were elected. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you see that happening when it goes to what they call the ping pong stage. Yeah. But that's a whole different conversation. Can, can we, that was helpful though. Sorry, can we talk about, um, I know we're going to talk about all the different manifestos. Can we talk about the UKIP, uh, not UKIP, Brexit Party <laughs> approach sure. where they've, um, well, last week, Nigel Farage um, put forward his manifesto, but then said it wasn't a manifesto, but more of a contract mm. because 
um, politicians or parties tend to say, we will do these things and we promise to do all these things. But actually, when they're in government, they kind of don't have to. Like once they've been elected, they can just say, oh, you know, example, I'm not picking on you, Julia, but this is just one that's in everyone's mind, you know, that the um, university tuition fees, mm. like that was a manifesto commitment. And obviously when they got into government, it was it was a different circumstance and they couldn't really commit fully to that. So, um, which happens, you know, loads of parties say they're going to do things and Such they don't. Such as Labour, who also made the same commitment on tuition fees before we... Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I actually was not involved in this. Like, <laughs> this isn't... This isn't completely um, We're not even ready. We're not even <laughs> at that point yet. But my point is actually... Um, I kind of see sense in in their approach that this is a contract. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, but maybe it makes people think differently of manifestos if you think of it as a contract as opposed to a set of promises that we may or may not do depending on. Mm, but know, the point, I guess, the point is though with the contract, it doesn't change the political structural framework. So yeah, yeah, I know, still... I know, but I'm saying that the, the idea behind it, I right. kind of subscribe to mm. um, the idea of. You know, we're not going to put out 500 pages of promises. These are our top 10. Uh, and here's our contract to you that mm. we're going to do deliver these ones mm. rather than talk about all these other things that people, most people don't read manifestos. Yeah, sure. Most people don't understand what they mean, triple lock and all that stuff. Mm. Um, people want to know what how it affects them day to day. Um, so okay, so you, you make agree it, with the Brexit approach? Brexit <laughs> funny. Uh, oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Tories no. and the Brexit party I, I, agree. Uh, whatever. Course. I agree with the concept of um, looking at manifestos quite differently. But so don't you think all. like what um, Jen was saying in the last episode that that should then, if you're calling it a contract, then we need to state out what the terms and conditions are, which is basically saying. This contract is dependent on parliamentary arithmetic and yada, 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 yada. So even though that is a contract, yeah. if you don't have the number in parliament, yeah. you could break that contract. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I just like the, the, the fact that, about that they're yeah. thinking yeah. about it differently yeah. um, and rather than just a manifesto. Because you and I know that nobody reads, apart from us, like even we don't even, read even, all of it. We, we use the, quest- the search button and search for the key issues. <laughs> I'm telling Control you guys. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, nobody reads it, but if you're only if you're like a think tanker. I just mm. like the idea of it. It makes me, it made me think, hmm, that's interesting. Cool. I mean, I didn't read the manifesto because why would I? <laughs> but um, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so on to our quick fire questions. And I really want to engage the listeners at this point. We're going to put out a poll for you to, for us to hear what your opinions are on the manifestos as well. But for everyone in the room, I want you to Use one word to describe what you think of each manifesto. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Right, we're going to start off with Be the nice, Greens. everyone. What do you mean each ma- of each party or each, our No, party. each party. We're going to go around and say each party, right? So I'm going to start off because I have the power today. Oh, uh, we're going to start off with the Greens. So, Julia, one word to describe your thoughts on the Green Party manifesto, please. Idealistic. Jen. Um, expected. Green. I was going to say that as well. Green. Yeah, okay. Um, Mine is inspiring. Of course. Of course you would say that. Uh, Labour. Jen. I mean, Julia. Splurging. Radical. Boring. Contradictory. Sorry, guys, for the pause, by the way. I was literally trying to think. I always think of these questions and don't actually think of the answer before myself. I'm trying to make it Oh, can I change mine, actually? Sorry. Go on in. Unrealistic. Oh. 
was worse, boring or unrealistic. But I think I may agree. <laughs> kind of a different way of saying splurging. Yeah. Cool. Conservative. Julia. Dishonest. Des. <laughs> Necessary. Ooh. Fake. Oh. Okay. Mm. You look at you with a very high effect. concept, yeah, like it Julie. doesn't exist. <laughs> Julia, you just Julia's giving us sound I really Julie. want to know, know more about what the, oh. that fake thing means. Like it's not. Oh, the numbers don't make sense. No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I the... thought you meant like it's like very high concept. Like, what does this even mean? Like, oh no, no, no. Okay, okay. Not, just, yeah. just, just fake. I was just fake curious. News. I was just curious. Um, fake news. <laughs> Live them. Karen. Um, I should have thought about this before. Um, Lib Dem. Can can it be a phrase or does it have to be a word? One word. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, this um, hyphenated word. Word. <laughs> oh, Non-feasible. Oh wait, uh, but this, I couldn't think of the opposite of feasible. Okay, and um, when I say okay, it doesn't mean like oh okay. It means okay. You can't take it back. Mm, no, but I don't, okay. nah, no, no, no. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I'm just caveating it. It wasn't like, oh, okay. It means like, mm, okay. I heard it as, oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm, she's qualifying. I'm it qualifying it because I realized yeah, as soon as I said it that it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think austerity, which oh, might wow. be quite controversial. Yeah, Julia's face. She's got me. Stank face. You know what? Yeah, because did you read the manifesto? Or I did. Are you no, I did. No, I did read the manifesto. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the spend. I'm talking about the spend. The spend across what? all different political manifestos was on a chart, fiscally brought, like outlined how much everyone's going to spend, and Lib Dems actually yeah. are going to spend the least. Your I fis- don't know which poll you're looking BBC. at because actually the IFS's one says the Lib Dem people from poor and working class background are going to benefit the most from the Lib Dems manifesto. So it's not to do with who necessarily is going to be. Um, benefited the most but it's how much money you are spending generally across the board yeah it's realistic costing less so you're spending less you than conservatives by the way to, to give you maximum benefits okay. which is why in terms of those who benefit the most mm. it's the Lib Dems policies okay that is high up there even more than labor okay so I think there might be I don't know it, I you, it, it might be, might be my sources I'll, I'll definitely pull out that being BBC that source. you still have austerity that is being Pedal still, even though there's so many details around that, but you know, but that's different. Mm. It's why you came to that term of austerity. Is it that we still haven't been able to shake the remnants of coalition on austerity? I doubt it because nobody mentioned aus- austerity when it came to conservatives. No, so. they don't, though. It's usually with the Lib Dems. Oh, that, also, that we get blamed. They call it Tory austerity. I don't know. There's a whole, no. like, there's a whole. I think when they when when people think about Lib Dems, I think they think complicity rather than like yeah, they, I, which or, and it and it depends how betrayal. yeah and mm. I, and it depends how people view whether it's worse to be complicit than to be um, not complicit but like the way you, where people think about it like yeah. it, like we thought you were one of us kind of thing. I'm just mm. I'm just I'm I'm just saying what people I yeah. think I, I, but I believe. But to be fair to the Lib Dems, like I don't know what else they could do to shake off that image because it's been four years since the coalition government they've had two different leaders um and you know joe joe Swinson is very, yeah people, and, and it's completely different do you think perhaps it's like it's a matter of okay so the conservatives obviously they um last year it was the whole like austerity's over thing but um 
after the uh, the coalition, um, obviously you lost a lot of MPs and there's this resurgence and now they're resurging and people are paying attention again. Perhaps that's, that's why people are engaging mm. with those arguments more yeah. or thinking about those things more. Perhaps not, but I just think... I just think it's because it goes back to the fact that we are and always has been a smaller party and therefore do not have that same level of resources as mm. the other party, two big party machinery would have done mm. to quell and to sort of fight against that sort of imagery. And are the, the other parties pushed that? But and then encouraged that? I think also the fact that <laughs> the Lib Dems were always controversial and now they're even more controversial yeah. with their Brexit position. I think that makes it easy for them to become a target because mm. they haven't they haven't just sort of, you know, have a, a neutral um position like Labour and it's you know it could be a good thing obviously for them but the fact that they've come out so boldly so like it's reminding people that actually especially people who might have voted leave like Mm. wait hold on a minute you guys were with the Tories the other day now you're coming out with this controversial policy so you're you're it's back in people's minds and you have Joe Swinson who was also like a a cabinet member during that time as well and I think loads of people um, when talking about the, this is this, this just mm. speaking about, but like when people think about it, they're like, well, you have Joe Swinson who was a cabinet member, mm. and also you have a lot of Tory defectors within your party, yeah. mm. and like so it. it and ju- Labour defector. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm just literally, you've I'm got, just, I'm got just got big, big like, hitters. And also, yeah. actually, just to qualify my point about austerity, is when I watched the BBC um, leaders debate, Joe Swinson got called out a lot about her voting record, mm. and obviously. Mm. There's nothing you can say to her. It's not. It's not a thing to, to for you to necessarily mention. But I think that was really apparent. Like when it when people were saying, you know, you voted in favor of some of the government's like harshest benefit um, conditions. I was looking at the screen like, what? I went to quickly go check her voting record. I was like, oh no. Like, and now you're trying to say that you're switching it, but you're actually, I don't know. We're getting too deep on Lib Dem, but that was basically. But, you know, and that was basically my. I like. I I'm gonna. I like the Lib Dem manifesto. You know, and and this might be bad for the image, <laughs> yeah, Julia. Because as a Cameron Osborne baby, I can see this being like a 2010 conservative manifesto. I think Mm-mm. no, no, You're you might babe. I'm not reaching. This is not reaching. I spoken to a number of Tories who kind of agree. This they may loads of conservatives also don't think Cameron and Osborne were true conservatives. They thought they were Lib Dem. So what that doesn't really matter. My point is, I actually really like the manifesto. I thought it was it was good manifesto. I think it was obviously well um, researched. Mm. They took on board a lot of what businesses have said. Um, I like that they've tried to position themselves as the party for business. I think that's been missing, especially when you've got Brexit. It's easy to to um, sideline the Conservatives, but actually, you're not really for business because you're for Brexit and Labour because they haven't come out with a position, a strong position on Brexit. Mm. Um, so, so um, I, I I like that, but yeah. do I think it's I think it's impractical because it's on the basis that they would um, that we're gonna there's gonna be a remain surplus, mm. and I don't necessarily think that that is good economics. Like you can't base spending on money that you don't yeah, actually have. have. So okay, um, before we get into too much detail, I mean, you have we, to allow me to. No, I was going to say. I was going to say, but do you want to just start? Because the next part of the question was um, the, the questions are: What are the main policies from each party? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're just throwing around our opinions here, and obviously it's a podcast. But actually, people who are listening have may have done their own research anyway, so mm. they might just totally disagree with any of those words. Yeah. So please plug into our Twitter page and let us know what you think of some of the manifestos. You might not have read all of them. You might have only read like the top 
10 things or the things that have been trending on Twitter, but um, or even what you've heard from the leaders debate. But let us know what you think of some of the manifestos and which ones will work. But generally speaking, you know, there are lots of policies that Greens and Lib Dems align to. But yeah, okay. do you want to do kick us off? So, terms? but before that, let yeah. me come, sort of come, come back. back on the personal record thing. Um, you have to realise that Joe was a minister in a coalition government in which we were a minor partner. And what people forget to do is forget this thing called collective responsibility for any government. And she has also said in the past that she, there are many battles she didn't win, mm. but there are also many battles that she put through. And that's the part that people don't talk about. They just focus on the fact that she was a junior minister yeah, in a government in which the party was a minor player in that in our government. Number one. Number two, on the manifesto, yes, the Lib Dems are known to obsess over policies and we consult policy experts. Our members decide what our policies are. So this has always been sort of our biggest issue is in that we focus a lot on policies. Yeah, same. We care about policies. It's evidence-based policies. <laughs> And, yeah, I'm really quite proud of what's come out. Anyway, on that, <laughs> in terms of the one thing I'm quite proud about, I think I kind of tweet about this um, this week, is that for me, um, as someone who has had mental health illnesses for most of my adult life on and off and currently on medication, I absolutely love the, the policy that we had for us to specifically ring fence, you know, the penny on the income tax, mm for mental health services so that it has the same parity mm. as physical health. So I thought I was I was very proud of that. Of course, I also like the one where we talk about making sure that kids, all kids, are getting free childcare from nine months to 24 months until you get into school. Um, this would particularly be quite useful for, especially those from working background, single parents, those who... We know childcare costs so much money mm. and getting that for free until you're able to go to school so you can go back to work is massively important. I love the fact that we're going to scrap SATs, league tables, offset, um, get rid of testing. It, it doesn't work. We've seen that it doesn't really work for us anyway. We've seen places in like, what, Denmark? And those regions where the kids and the children and the pupils, they thrive mm -hmm. because there isn't that constant need to test the children, to put them on the league, and therefore means that teachers are spending so much more time preparing for tests and actually teaching yeah. kids. And the one of the other one that I really love is the skills, wa skills wallet. So essentially every adult in England will be given £10,000 to spend on education and trainings throughout their life. So at the age of 25, you get 4K, then you get another 3K at 40, then you get another 3K at 55. I thought that was pretty good. And of course, of course, of course, <laughs> for me as a sort of knife crime campaigner and be, I loved, loved our policy on the public health approach. That's been our policy for a very long time, but it's nice to see it reinstated, especially putting a stop to stop and search because we know it disproportionately affects black men. Thank you, Julia. She did that in two minutes. Wicked. So you actually just gave us a nice little breakdown. I thought, of we're, gonna on the manifesto. I thought we were going to talk about the, um, the legalisation of um, cannabis, cannabis as well. And I like, mean, um, I didn't need to because everyone, everyone knows that. <laughs> it wasn't my Don't worry, list, I'll bring it up. But everyone knows no, that. I was going to bring it up. Like, I don't, yeah. But. 
Yeah, go on. Go for Labour. Labour manifesto and what our, okay. are your key policies? Okay, so... You have two minutes. Okay, so what I did is compile a list of things that stood out to me and hopefully they Hold on, wait, it's these. Have you just changed the timing? I did, way? yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna have more time to talk about stuff. You're a politician. I know you're gonna. You could have us an hour to talk about these things, but you I know, know. gotta get the keep the listeners engaged. All right. <clears throat> <Wow>. <laughs> Am I? Is it? Is the it, time has Yeah, started. cool. Um, so increasing the health budget by four point three percent. A pledge to scrap dental checkup fees and car parking charges. Um, a cut to the private proposition within the NHS, a second referendum that will be legally binding within six months of coming into power, um, the increase in um, the minimum wage from £8.21 to £10 for all workers over 16, um, something which was a little bit like people didn't really talk about, but scrapping ATM charges, which I thought was actually really cool. Um, Net zero target by the 2030s, um, free broadband, scrapping tuition fees and bringing, bringing back maintenance grants. How am I doing for time? Sorry, no, I can't. <laughs> um, the um, council home, um, building 100,000 um, council homes a year. Um, the last time that was done was wow. in... Um, was in uh, 1977, um, removing the charitable status of private schools so people pay um, value-added tax on... <laughs> Um, value-added tax on uh, their school fees, um, ending the hostile environment, so ripping up the Immigration Act of 2014, um, and the Green Transformation Fund as well. What is the Green Transformation Fund? So it's um, paid for via um, via borrowing, so it's essentially a pot of money that's going to be put towards, uh, firstly, I think, it's insulating homes and uh, also creating jobs within that uh, within that arena, within the green arena, um, so those are the those are the policies that stood out for me and that I'm really excited about. Cool, thank you. Right on time, girl. Right on time. Conservative manifesto. So um, the conservative manifesto is starkly different from the other parties' manifesto. It's quite short. It was intended to be short. To um, how many pages? 59 pages. No way. Yeah. Um, We already knew that it was going to be streamlined um, for a while because they didn't want to have the repeat of the 2017 manifesto that was full of lots of policies and actually didn't work quite well. Dimension tax. Yes. Um, And... (laughs) (laughs) And... um, Imagine. So deep. Your holiday is really really doing something to you. Um, I think it's my titty. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, and also the idea, I guess the idea for um, for Boris Johnson when he wanted to call this general election was actually to deal with the Brexit issue um, in terms of this, the idea that we can't actually move forward as a country if Brexit isn't dealt with. So it is under those bases. I think it's important to give that explanation as to why our manifesto is quite short in comparison to other parties' manifesto, um, that the manifesto is really short. And also, we just had a Queen's speech a few weeks ago, um, which also has a number of the policies and bills that we wanted to put forward. So I guess the the, the biggest things were um, the vows not to cut or vow to freeze income tax, VAT and national insurance for the next five years. Um, that was shocking because it sort of is backtracking from what we've expected the government to do. Um Again, there weren't really like exciting policies, I have to say, which is why I said it was necessary. And I didn't say like it was inspiring because none of those things, they, 
It wasn't any of those things. Um, I love your realness. No, but it's true. Like it wasn't any of those things and it wasn't meant to be. Um, so have, what, 15 seconds left. So I guess, and the, the headline is we're leaving in January. No cuts to um, increases to VAT, which is kind of unconservative. And um, yeah, that's it. Those that are the yours. most exciting ah. things that I could say. And immigration. And not extended a transition period. So yeah, no deal Brexit. It's mainly about Brexit. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think we gathered that yeah. from Boris. <laughs> Get Brexit yeah. done. Get yeah. Brexit done. Do you know? I think what we should work on is getting Brexit done. Okay. Oh Thank you. Thanks for letting. <laughs> thanks for letting us know what you think <laughs> on this podcast. Cool. So on to the Green Manifesto, which I obviously think is quite inspiring. Um, I think a lot of the other parties have really, really, really good policies as well. And some of them are quite aligned. Um, But yeah, I'll just jump straight in. So the first one, which is our flagship policy, is talking about the Green New Deal. So essentially, we recognise that the climate change issue is no longer an issue and it's actually an emergency. So we should spend £100 billion every single year on tackling that. And it comes with a comprehensive suite of different policies as well. So in spending so much money, what we're trying to do is to train and skill people in these green new technologies and areas so that they actually can go and work in those um, areas and be trained up for it, ready for when we decarbonize um, and getting out of stuff like coal and oil. So where those people hopefully won't do that job anymore, they will have a job that they can do mm-hmm. um, and be skilled to be able to do that. And in addition to that, um, crucially actually is building a hundred thousand council homes that have um that are net that are net carbon free basically which basically means that all of the energy for those homes they don't come from carbon or coal or um oil fueled um substances and that's really important because i think people don't realize the link between climate change and um the economy and actually if you have a carbon neutral home you actually save more money, which is essentially what a lot of more people want to do. They want to be able to provide for their families. And if we're able to do that through this innovative approach, and I think that is just makes more sense, essentially. Also, massively, massively in favour of supporting and keeping the NHS and really like plugging it for as much money as as it needs to support people with mental health and with other physical health issues as well. So that will be six billion a year until 2030 and hopefully it will be a point which it can keep going and we can actually review um the 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 money that we put into it and then uh, another policy that i really really like which is quite london centric is about um improving tenants rights so a lot of people rent in london and um their renting conditions are really horrific i remember doing a report about this and getting people to tell us what their conditions were and some people had like water dripping from their uh, light fixture whilst they're having a shower into their bath so literally electricity and water mix in their landlord knows about it but they don't do anything about it or other people who are worried to tell their landlord about changes that need to be made for fear of eviction and so with the green policy they're really going to um, improve people's renting conditions which is really really huge um, and in, as I said, that the whole Green Deal is essentially about transforming jobs and transforming the way we move and move around the country and decarbonizing um, our railways and making sure they're all electric so people can move around up and down, etc. So that is my time. But given what everyone has said, which 
policies do we really think are actually going to happen? Which ones do we feel like are going to have to get a bit watered down depending on who comes into power? What do you think? That's a quite hard one. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I would like to think that you wouldn't put together policies provided it's well thought out and it's properly costed. I would like to think that you are putting it in your manifesto with the full hope that you're going to deliver it. So, I know you're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, just give me a look. I know, I know. <laughs> so, I think for me, for the Lib Dems, and I quite like that you mentioned housing as well, because I didn't mention that, because mm. we've done quite a good thing. We want to extend, like, the renting time to, like, three years at least. Oh, yeah. And, like... Give security of tenure. Right. Yeah. And give a scheme so that we can help people with the deposit for renting. Yeah, exactly. But in terms of the ones that I think would really work, I think would particularly be for the Lib Dems, the public health approach to knife crime and youth violence, because mm. we've already seen it working elsewhere. Mm-hmm. We've seen not just the Lib Dems, but a number of different parties already talking about this. There mm. has been some research into it already. It's just there needs, there needs to be will mm. for it to actually happen. So it's not like you're starting from scratch. It's the basis for this to happen. It's already there. Mm. It's just a political way. I agree with you, you know. I think the public health approach is one of those ones that any party can pick up and yeah. actually see the, the validity of it. Right. Equally, I think the drugs policy that the Greens have in terms of like not having this war on drugs approach, but actually sh- seeing the public health approach mm. and the need to be able to support people to come off of these legal or illegal drugs, um, but not not criminalising them yeah. as a result of taking them or using them, but actually having well-funded support centres so that they can actually seek the help that they need. Which could be funded by legalising the sales of cannabis yeah, exactly. and that revenue that comes from that. Yeah. It's funded towards that. Yeah. Are they going to, like, um, retrospectively look at the people who are in in, in jail yeah. for those? I would like to think they would because obviously we've seen all the whole thing in countries where it has been legalised yeah. and there's still people, mm. usually black mm. people, yeah. still yeah. rotting in jail for selling weed that most non-black people are making millions out of. Yeah, exactly. I've heard MPs talked about how they got high. Cannabis. I know, Joe. You're always bringing the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea that they're going to sit there and continue to legislate for people to be locked up when they're joking about it, uh, you know, they've done <laughs> it was it. off my tits last yeah. weekend. Mm. Joe got asked ridiculous. that inevitable question. And she was, I think, I can't remember she, when it was. Was it on Ma? And she was like, yeah. I spoke to weed you at uni what? and I, I liked it. Yeah, do you know, I was talking <laughs> to my friend about that because like, no, not even like, this is not even about her politics. I can't imagine anyone worse that you could get high with than Joe Swinson. Why? Because I don't know. I feel like everything, not that I've done it, I'm just saying, like, just generally. Like, I feel like, I don't know, she'd have all the hummus and, like, carrot sticks laid out. Like, God, everything would be like... This is a presumptuous <laughs> and misconception of someone that you don't actually know. I know, it was just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't smoke weed? I don't. Most people smoke weed. I mean, I'm, no, I'm just, I, it was just, I was, it was just kind of lighthearted. Like, I just mean, like, just no, generally. No, no, I know what you're saying. Just, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't an attack on Joe like, Swinton or her political I entity. Like, I can't like, imagine I'm, someone getting high with Jeremy Corbyn. I just feel like that would just be oh so God. weird. Like, what, which politician would you like to get high with the most? Oh, that's a good question. I'll pass this question and go on. <laughs> The queen. She's not a politician. She's not a politician, <laughs> but I want all the gods. The queen. Yeah. Oh. Can I can I heart take it? <laughs> I actually can't answer that question because I don't know. Do you think... really like to get like high with Joe? Do you think not think it'll be fun? 
I'd like to get high with Jacob with his mark. Just because it would be so weird. Oh, yeah. It would just take be off his so time, like, <laughs> And I just want to see him. Like, I'm being up, like, Do you know who I like to get high with? Who? Just seeing the Arden. Who's that? Oh, the New, New Zealand Oh, oh, oh. Right, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking UK MP. Oh, my sorry. brain is like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seems really cool. Like, super yeah, cool. Really and just like, yeah. Why are you not asking this question, Aziz? I just choose not to. <laughs> I'm not asking you to get high, but I'm just saying. In a hypothetical question, yeah. what would you like to get high with? You've all answered it. You've all answered it. What do you mean? <laughs> wow. Look at you getting Look all caught. Let's move on, my friend. <laughs> all right, cool. So um, we've spoken about the manifestos. Um, yeah, they're just words, really. It's, it's, it's really until we see what's going to happen and who's actually going to be in power to see what's going to happen in terms of policies coming forward. But... You see this whole election and a lot of what the leaders have been speaking about um, and even somehow how some of these um, manifestos are framed. Mm. Do you think that the current discussion is right? So some people have fixated on national policies and some have focused on Brexit and what that's going to entail, etc. What should this political election be about and what should the manifestos really be about? Should it be... Like, should it have been short, like the Conservatives, for example, and really just gave everyone a snapshot into what could happen over the next few months mm. or few years? That's a good question. I think what, one thing that I find refreshing about this uh, election, um, even though it is about Brexit, but it's not even comparable to um, 2017. Mm. And I think people have taken a bit more of a wider view about policy. And mm. like, we have... Um, people discussing the NHS and that becoming part of like an actual like fundamental yeah. um, battleground within the um, the election. I, th- I find that quite refreshing. And I think that's a, that's a fundamentally good thing because it gets people thinking about not only Brexit, but also the potential cause, the reason why people voted for Brexit in the first place sort of thing. So like, obviously people have varying reasons as to why they vote for Brexit. But I think um, talking about domestic, dom- thinking domestically and thinking about the sorts of things that we need to um, kind of redress or address um, within the domestic sphere. I think that's, I'm quite happy about that and would be happy for it to be more spoken about a little bit more, but that's my own. But do you, do you not think that matters depending on where you are on the political divide or which colour you are? Because it's clear that, for me, I think this is a Brexit election. We're having this election because of Brexit. But you can see where the different parties lie in that the Tories definitely want this to be seen as a Brexit election mm. because they want to get Brexit done, right? Labour wants it to move on to the NHS mm-hmm. and more domestic policies. One can argue that the reason for that is that they are not clear yeah. on their Brexit position. Mm, right. The Lib Dems, for example, are obviously talking about Brexit because they have quite a strong, clear position on Brexit, but also saying, whilst get Brexit done by staying yeah, yeah, yeah. so we can do X, Y, and Z. Mm. The Green, I think it's a similar position to the Lib Dems in that yeah, we shouldn't th- even be talking about Brexit anyway, but let's yeah. end it and do deal with Green issues. Mm. So... I mean, fundamentally... Yeah, sorry. I think well, for, it's difficult for Labour because I think the other parties have sort of made their position known and you can move quite quickly move on quite quickly because you can say right we've already said what we want to do on brexit so that's done and we now want to talk about the domestic policy agenda and that's what the greens and the lib dems have done and they've Mm. really gone into detail um the reason why they want to push these policy issues but i think for labor it's it's just it's 
it's just you've they've put themselves in such a difficult position because nobody knows where they really stand. And we all know that whether or not they say this is a Brexit election or not, it is a Brexit election. Yeah, I, 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 when I was speaking, I, I didn't mean to say that like it's not, um, it, it didn't, I didn't think about it as a partisan issue. I just thought that like even, even the, even of, of course it's a Brexit election, but I feel that there's a little bit more discussion about other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, th- I think, and like you may like snigger or whatever, but I think that fundamentally like we have a, um, a clear um, what, where, how our leader will fall, or where, where the party will fall, is obviously still up in the air. But we have a timeline; we know what we're going to do in that, in in in, in that sense. So, like, so, like, if it's confusing, we're like, well, we're gonna within six months, we're going to have a referendum, um, that will be binding, and before that, we're gonna renegotiate, we're gonna renegotiate the the the, the deal, the deal, mm. um. And if if obviously there's other reasons as to why some people be annoyed, why leavers will be annoyed, why other people will be annoyed, um, but I'm just saying that that's very clear. And what, discussing other things is also very important. Mm. I think you lead us onto a good quick point. So you you mentioned like the Labour position on Brexit moving forward after this election. What is the Lib Dem perspective on just for people who don't know and who haven't listened in perspective on, on Brexit? Like what what will they do? What what's their manifesto saying that they're going to do? I mean, what we're essentially saying, so we've been leading the whole movement around a second referendum. I think I've mentioned before that when the referendum first happened, we were the first to say we wanted a second referendum on the deal and we people sniggered, right? And now all the parties have kind of like agreed, accept the Tories. But what we're saying is that if we are elected to govern, we're just going to revoke it. If we don't end up getting that the level of MPs that we need to govern, we will support any party pushing for a second referendum mm. because that hasn't actually changed. Um, we wouldn't have any deals with any parties, but we would look at the legislations that come before Parliament mm. that focuses on a second referendum and we will vote accordingly. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah, and, and the Greens support... Um a people's vote as well, which is essentially a referendum on the deal. Now, given Mm. the information we know now and what the deal is and also the option to leave. um, Yeah, and I know that Caroline Lucas was one of the co-founding members of that group as well. And so there is political will and there's also like the public. There was over millions of people who went to go and vote for that. So that's another reason why the Greens had that position and conservative position on Brexit? Um, Yeah, just we have a deal. We've had two prime ministers who have each given us a deal, um, Theresa May and Boris Johnson. And uh, we just want to get that deal through Parliament and not extend the transition period beyond December 2020. Now, it's quite short timing. But I think the idea is that we've been discussing this for too long and Mm. we just need to get a move on so that we can do all the other things that everybody else has said that they've got mm. in their manifesto and in our manifesto things that we'd like to move on and do yeah can i ask you on that tosin are you therefore because obviously we're not, we're not going to extend the transition period mm-hmm. so the threat of a no deal which most parties including most mps mm-hmm. from all the opposition parties mm-hmm. including some within the tories agree that just cannot be done. That threat is still there. It's just been delayed, essentially. What do you feel about that? I don't think that we've ever said that no deal was taken off the table. I mean, we got a deal and we said we want, we would prefer 
to get the deal through and prefer to leave with a deal. But I don't think that the government's position is that no deal is completely categorically off the table. Mm. I don't think that that's something that has been um, talked about. Um, I think what Boris Johnson has been working and, you know, Parliament has held him to that, to that, that we can't leave on mm. without a deal. Um, and I think that's why he got a deal. Yeah. And then that's the frustrating thing for most people yeah. is that actually, okay, Parliament has said they don't want a deal. They don't want to leave without a deal. And now he's got a deal. Like, why can't they just vote for it? And which is why we're in the position that we're in. And now we have a general election mm. to ensure somebody gets a somebody gets a majority that we can have yeah. an idea so of what we're doing. despite all of this, the election, the debate, the different votes, the threat of no deal remains. Well, they should have voted for the deal when they had the chance. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> yeah, but, then, but, that's, but, that, but that is the truth. Like, if you don't want no deal, then vote for the deal. Mm. There's been two deals. Yeah. But then again, um, I really like Jeremy Corbyn's position personally on the fact that he's not going to declare his position. I think that's really amicable. Um, I think it's the amicable thing to do in this whole thing instead of keeping it divisive. But anyway, we are pressed for time and I have another question. And in good consensus podcast tradition and us coming together, please name a policy from a different political party that you like. Um, I like the Greens idea. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm an environmentalist, but actually I've been coming around to the idea of climate crisis um and i like the greens idea of working around the economy as opposed to just like a specific environmental policy or green policy i like the idea that all its policy is based on a green economy mm. i think that's a really nice holistic way of looking at something um and i i, I like that yeah. cool thanks um i like the lib dems position on Proportional representation. Me and Julia tag team on this all day, every day. Um, but this is key, man. Seriously, like the amount of people that have come up to me and said, oh, you know, I wish I could be voting for this party or that party, but I feel like it'll be a wasted vote. I just, my heart screams to hear that. And I just think the contradiction in the fact that we have a democracy, but yet it's clouded in all of these systems that don't allow people's opinions to be heard. It's just, we like everyone at this point should be agreeing that the political system should change, like for goodness sake. Mm. But that's the policy I like from Lib Dem. Can I just throw a little bit of something that might make you squirm or not? That's also the Brexit Party's position. I mean, it, it's all a small party's <laughs> position. It would benefit yeah. us. Like, okay, like, we have something in common. Who would have thunk it? Mm. <laughs> Julia, exactly. policy um, from a different party that you like. For me, I quite liked um, Labour's um, policy to introduce, you know, a sort of real living wage of um, £10 for anyone over the age of 16. Mm. Um, yeah, I rate that as well. I, I quite like the fact that it's simplified. There isn't that whole, if you're 16 to 18, mm -hmm. you get this. If you're 18 upwards, you get that. And that living wage should be reviewed all the time. So, I, yeah, quite mm. simply, I quite like that policy. Nice. Um, we kind of mentioned it before, but um, the Liberal Democrats' stance, which is obviously the Green Party stance as well, but like the Liberal Democrats' stance on... Um, <laughs> On um, legalizing marijuana. Marijuana. Hey. I sound like an old person. The Mary Jane, the jazz cigarettes. <laughs> Hold on, wait. This was two to one. So that means if there was an election, the Lib Dems will win. It's just one policy. I mean, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> just get, don't get, don't get ahead of yourself here, mate. Just doing it arithmetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jokes. Is there any other policy that we need to like really flag to our listeners who may be um, from? Maybe our demographic. Do you know what I? Women, sorry. Oh yeah. Do you know what I think is I think is quite important the fact that like 
I don't think a lot of people quite understand that some of these policies um, fall within some of these policy areas are devolved. So when we talk yeah. about housing and things like that, actually, it's we only talk about England. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think it's good for people to remember that, that some of these areas are devolved, like um, I think edu- education's devolved. So some of these policies that they're talking about actually only affects people in England. Mm. I think maybe we could look at actually s- spreading out in terms of devolved. I know we don't have yeah. anybody from the devolved um, bodies here, like SMP oh, applied, true. but I think it's quite important for us to bear that in mind that sometimes the policies that we discuss actually don't affect, you know, we might have listeners in Scotland or, or, or Wales. Island, yeah, yeah, or Northern that's Ireland. True. That's really true. Um, but yeah, mm. just that. Any any major policies we think we should flag to our listeners that may like, I don't know, just just what you didn't know. Honestly, I've talked a little bit about mental health, so I'm not going to go into it. Actually, I just think people like us should really look into the housing policy, particularly as it affects renters. Yeah, because we're all I agree. renters. Yeah, and then, and well, not all of us. Most of us are renters, and also look at mental health policies across all parties because again, it affects all of us. Work mm. every day busy young working women and in terms of ethnic minority people we need to look at all of the social injustice policies yeah. and really look into that and see which part is telling you what you need so true um i'm just going to plug what we call the futures generation bill and that's essentially asking for all government bodies um to make sure that they represent the needs of the future and understand what the future might require from government instead of just thinking about the here and now which is often easy to do and just tinker with the edges but essentially our future is really important and given the fact that we are becoming more diverse and we're becoming interconnected with loads of different communities I think this futures bill would definitely speak to our communities um so yeah check that out we should do a sweepstake. <laughs> oh, go on. Oh, we should do a consensus sweepstake. It's not a it's big not, if it's not a sweepstake. There's no money. It's just like, you don't have to win anything. I what, didn't gamble either. What do you want to do? But just like, I don't know, like if everyone writes what they think, who's going to win? Obviously, you can say your party or yeah. whatever. But like the proportions as well, how many seats? I think that would be quite fun. Yeah, and that'll be fun, like with the election episode, like put it in the jar and like yeah. bring it out. Yeah, and yeah. I think okay. that would be fun. So should we do, do you think? There's going to be a majority. If so, yeah, who? Yeah, exactly. Do you think it'll be a hung parliament? And who do you think will have the most MPs? Yeah, good mm. one. We'll put it on our Twitter as well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get all the listeners involved. So thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, thank you. ladies, for being here. Thanks. I feel like I didn't really fight for the Conservatives. I'm sorry. Don't I'm worry, tired. You're, you're That's fine. You have real. a hoodie on. You look <laughs> I, so I, chill. Like, <laughs> honestly, your vibes have just been, like, really affecting me. Like, it's so, like... <laughs> This is, this, is, this is relaxing vibe yeah. But yeah So you've been listening To the Consensus Podcast You can follow us On Twitter and Instagram And we You can find us on At the underscore Consensus underscore And follow the hashtag Hashtag Consensus Podcast But thank you And have a great Week or day Thanks Bye, Bye. Bye. Bye.